My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, poly pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics unscripted. Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. I'm your co-host, Jason. I'm here with my co-host, Bobby, for episode number... 40. Bobby, how you doing, brother? What's going on, Jay? It's been a long time, man. Let's get into it, man. How have you been? First of all, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And happy fucking New Year. Yeah, we, we, missed, a few, we missed a few of the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing stuff, though, for the holidays, so it works out all right. Well, let's get into it, man. Uh, so I guess you- one of my... Uh, bullshit new year's resolutions was to not drop as many f-bombs so we see how that's working out so. yeah that's not gonna work out at all <laughs> not on this show <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you want to talk about this week nothing man how you doing i haven't talked to you in a while i'm doing good i'm doing good real estate's been busy as hell that's part of the, that's been part of my issue with it um just doing stuff getting this is insane this has never been like this this is usually the off season uh for real estate where i live where um because kids are in school and no one's really trying to move when kids are in school and stuff like that but uh, this is not the case right now. So, well, uh, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but uh, suck it up and absorb as much as you can because it's going to change this year. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I always try to. I mean, I work whenever I can work. Obviously, just you know. When I say change, I mean it's going to take it down. You think it's so? It's going to get tough. It's going to get tough. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, like, uh, even that's the one cool thing about real estate is even if it takes a dump, people still got to sell their houses or you know different reasons. And then there's just different motives for doing so um you know whether then you get the investor market coming in if it takes a massive dump too a lot of times so that's on the rebound side of that so we'll see what happens man but either way just you know ride it out that's what i do the job of a salesman word <laughs> word what have you been up to nothing much been uh traveling a little bit uh like i was telling you before uh I've been all over Florida, but I've never been down to the Keys. So uh, my wife and I went to Key West for her best friend's 50th, nice. which was a freaking blast. Um, I can, like I was telling you before, I can definitely see it's got such a good vibe down there. I mean, if if you're looking for, you know, beautiful, pristine beaches, I mean, that's probably not the place to go to because it's it's pretty rocky in points. I mean, if you want to go to a, a pretty nice beach, you know, the state park over there, you know, the or the is uh, probably the best beach over there, but everything else is more just kind of rocky coast and like small little beaches in between. But uh, it's such a cool, like just beach fishing water sports pirate type town that you know the way the best way to describe it at least for me anyway is it's like it's like the the cleanest tropical version of bourbon street except 50 times bigger wow is that bourbon street new orleans yeah yeah i know where i think everybody is where bourbon street that place is oh i know but there's some people some people you know in other countries never heard of bourbon street or no that's true you know they don't know that or they didn't know Bourbon Street was in New Orleans because they're not from here. You yeah. know, like, I apologize. I forgot we were worldwide. 
Wait, say that one more time. <laughs> we are worldwide. <laughs> Sounds pretty professional. It does. It does, right? Yeah. Well, that was. It was your friend that uh, you went down there for his birthday. Was that? Uh, no, it was, it was my wife's best friend's fiftieth birthday. Right. Well, okay. Your wife's best friend. Does that person live there? No. They. Uh, this is my wife's best friend that they grew up together. They grew up in the same neighborhood. Um, they're like as thick as thieves, or you know, like sisters. Uh, she's a great girl. Her husband is freaking awesome. Um, you know, we went down there with like probably there's like 14 of us, I think. Um, Damn. But uh, and then everybody was just you know everybody same age group you know late 40s, you know early 50s. Of course, everybody liked to drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think but, if you're in Key West, that's kind of unless you're in Key West. Yeah, but it's it's got such a great vibe. I mean, there's probably some people out there that disagree. It's got such a great vibe because it's uh, it, it's laid back. Um, you pretty much you're better off if you ditch the car. The best way to get around, besides walking around there, is uh, either golf cart or scooter. You know, and um, Vespa. It, uh, Vespas, and you know some of the. I mean, great Cuban people live there, you know, a lot of, a lot of Cuban influence, uh, great Cuban food. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. And, uh, did you have any conch? No, I didn't. I, 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 I would have had some, but I just, for some reason I didn't, I just didn't even think about it to be honest with you. Or stone crab. Stone crab. No, but I, uh, I did go to a drag show. <laughs> Who didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, uh, one of the nights we were going out to, uh, a nice dinner for, uh, for Kim's birthday and, or one of the, you know, one of the times we had dinner for her birthday and, and we went to this really nice kind of Italian-esque restaurant, you know, on the, you know, on the wa- on the beach or right off the, on the shoreline. And then of course, you know, we're walking everywhere, you know, at that point, you know, unless we're because you know, everything was so close where we were going. And uh, we were right there at the most southern point of the United States, which is, you know, the, the southernmost point of uh, Key West is where right. we were staying. And, um, in fact, the resort was called the Southernmost Point Resort. <laughs> Such an original name. But, yeah. And um, if, if a lot of people out there that know, it's like right where the famous buoy is that a lot of people take pictures, which literally is the most fun famous point you know you could walk right outside the resort and just walk down the street to it that's cool but i mean the, the cool thing is i mean there's you can it's it's like new orleans where you can just you know fill up your tumbler your cup or take your beer cans you just can't have bottles and walk around and there's no there's no law that you can't drink while you're walking around like why, why are they anti-bottles versus cans? That doesn't. Well, seem- I guess. Well, they, 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 I'm not. I don't know if they're anti-bottle. I'm just saying a lot of people just say don't use because just for the safety factor. You know, the oh, glass. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And, you, uh, was it was it nude week when you were there? I heard they have some uh, like nude beach week or something where everybody just walks around with no clothes on. I'm sure it wasn't certain clubs, but you know, not outside. No. There's, there's there's a week there. I was I just listened to yeah. a couple other podcasts and they were talking about it where like you, you go down on a certain two weeks or week, whatever it is. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like everybody just walks around the whole town. And it's like if you're if you're there for that, obviously that's cool because you're expecting it, you know, and that's why you're there because you're a swinger or whatever. But right. if you're not expecting it, you're like, Oh, this would be a great time to just have a you know, just go to our honeymoon, honey, and just see like lots of cock, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I can definitely see why uh, people like to escape down there for, you know, a certain length of time or even just for the weekend because it's such just it's such a cool it's got such a cool vibe. Could you see why the cruise why they uh, Key West has been fighting and they, they've been going with uh, with the state, I guess, fighting the state on only allowing a certain number of cruise ships and stuff per day? I didn't even know anything about. Yeah, it. there was a big, there was a big thing like this was last year, um, and I, I know they went to, they were going through the court system or whatever they go through for that. But they were Key West people, the the locals that lived there. Um, I mean, obviously they appreciate the economy boost from a cruise ship dropping off people and they're buying stuff and all that stuff. But just the pollution and the right, you know, working up the waters and stuff. Because I don't know if they can, I don't. I'm assuming that would be a tender port there then. Um, but they were just trying to ban so many from coming there all the time. And, you know, and only cruise ships that have less than so many amount of people. So basically all the mega lines couldn't come there and stuff like that. They were fighting that. So, right. Which I get it, man. I, I mean, if you have a pristine place like that, you kind of probably want to keep it, you know, like you want it to be cool, but kind of hush hush at the same time. Like, well, I mean, it was just uh, like, for instance, I th- one of the coolest things for me, and a lot of people think this is like real touristy, but you know, it was, you know, I, I'd never, that was my first time to the keys. Um, you know, you're, you know, you're able to tour, uh, <clears throat> Hemingway's house down there and, uh, yeah, Ernest yeah, Hemingway yeah. and, um, not only, you know, his house, but his, you know, the original bar that he used to hang out was there and just, I mean, but the cool thing was it was, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful, like, you know, coastal Floridian Spanish style home, like Hacienda style. And, um, uh, and it, it's big, but it's not as big as you would think it is. And it's just, it's, it's awesome. You know, and you, you saw his study, you saw his, you know, he had the first in-ground pool in Key West or in the Keys in general. And it's the same pool that's still there to stay. No, that's I mean, cool. it's just, you know, just, just cool stuff that, you know, that you, you know, you're not going to pass by that often, you know, cause I mean, how many times do a lot of, unless you live in Florida or, you know, you're on the Caribbean, how many times are you going to get to Key West? Right, right. Can, I mean, can, unless you're, unless that's like one of your favorite destination places. Yeah. I mean, I want, I've definitely wanted to do a, like a cruise that goes to Key West because I just think that'd be incredible to, I've just heard it's awesome down there and it, you know, what a cool little thing to stop and see and stuff like that. I think it'd be fucking awesome. And it's part of the United right. States, which is, you know, obviously even better, but did you, uh, did you do like snorkeling or scuba diving? I, I, I can't remember which one, one of them is really big there. Normally I would, uh, but this time, th- like this, you know, when I'm in a coastal place and normally I'm doing stuff like that, but, uh, but no, this time it was just like my wife and I were just, just like everybody else, we were happy to get down there, hang out, relax, you know, hang out with old friends, uh, you know, eat and drink and just, you know, cruise the, the streets of Key West and get great cigars. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that, right? Nah, because you got, you know, like you said, you got a good big Cuban influence down there. There's so many hand-made, hand-rolled cigar shops that are local to the area there that are, you know, and they're awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Why did Um, your friend want to go, or your wife's friend, why did he want to go, why did he pick Key West versus, like, whatever? Her. I'm sorry. Why did she? Not him. (laughs) It's a them day, okay? You just have to listen, Jason. You just need to take the wax out of yours. You need to listen and use their correct pronouns, okay? (laughs) Such a savage. Oh, that's oh, wait, I'm glad you brought. What is your pronoun? I, I never asked you. Fuck off. That's my pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, what did they pick Key West? Like, what what was cool about Key West? 
I think it was other just, than uh, it's Key West. I mean, you know, but like, I think because uh, she had never been there before, um, and like everybody else, you always hear such good things about it, and it was and it was a good spot that was close enough, probably where it wasn't too far, but it was far enough away. You know what I mean? And it's a nice direct flight, no problems with flights. Yeah, a lot of like, well, that's the thing. We we flew directly into Key West, and I was, like I was telling you before, I mean, my wife and I always fly United. I love United. If you, if anybody from United is listening, I love United. But the only thing that drives me crazy is, as if people don't know already, I live in DC area. Okay, so to fly out of DC. You know, you would, logic would say, well, you know, it's a direct, you know, we're going to fly directly from, you know, Dulles to uh, Key West. No, we United routes it. We have to fly farther north to Newark, New Jersey, to, to take it, to get a connector flight, just to fly back down south all the way to Key West. Yeah, it's so, it's so stupid how they do right. it. Well, then, well, and that, that, but it, coming back was the same thing coming back. We fly past D.C. to fly farther north to Newark just to fly back down to D.C. Yeah. And it, it, it's just like it's one of those things where it's just like, come on. Yeah, I had I had like clients <laughs> once know? that did. Uh, they lived in Texas. This is for my travel agency. And they wanted to go to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico. And they're in Texas. So like right. pretty, pretty easy, right? A little puddle jumper, just drop, drop, take it right over there to Cancun area and you're good to go. Um, no, they wanted to do like the cheapest way they could do it, you know, because there's thousands of flights you can choose from on different whatever days you're going and stuff like that and they want to do the cheapest flight they could so the option that i gave them which was the very cheapest one was you fly from texas to toronto canada and then from toronto canada to <laughs> and they're like i was like they're like who in the fuck would do that i was like i don't know you said you wanted the cheapest one that's the cheapest one that's retarded. I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, actually I would because the Hockey Hall of Fame, NHL Hockey Hall of Fame is in Toronto. So I'd go hit that up while I was up there because it was like a 10-hour layover or something. Toronto's a great city. Yeah, Toronto's awesome. So I would totally do it because I'm like, hey, you can go to Toronto. You you live in Texas. You could fly up, spend like a few hours in Toronto. You I mean, I'm not talking about in the airport, but you could actually leave the airport with the amount of time they were going to be there. So you could go do something else real quick and kind of, you know, tour the city a little bit and then get back and get, you know, on your flight or whatever. And then and then and then later go to Mexico. So then you actually get to go to two different countries, you know, during your thing. But dude, I love Mexico. Yeah, they switched it eventually. They wanted something more, and I was like, yeah, I get it. But it's, you wanted you want to be the cheapest one. Well, you you can't whine about stuff when you're trying to do pennies on the dollar for stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are crazy like that. I wouldn't do that though. <laughs> no, but that, I, I definitely uh, I definitely see it. That would be a good cruise to Key West and around. Um, I definitely see why people. Like it. I mean, I that was my first experience with Key West, and it was it was great. Yeah, because a lot definitely, of like definitely go back. Well, because a lot of the cruise ports that I've seen, at least, um, they were huge. I was I was driving my scooter past there, man. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, a lot of the the places there though that you stop on a cruise, like a lot yeah. of them are like kind of like like we always pick one with our family when we go. We talk, I think I've mentioned this before, but we don't we always pick one port that we don't get off at because. I'm not a touristy trap guy. You know what I mean? I don't like Grand Cayman. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's tons, <laughs> there's tons of them where I'm just like, yeah, no, thanks. I'm good. Or, or, you know, or like, like Nassau, you know, like they're building up Nassau now they're fixing that up. But, but like Nassau is one where, yeah, I've been there a few times. Well, I've been there port wise lots of times, but getting off, I've been there a few times. I don't need to do it again until they fix it up. Um, stuff like that. So it's like, 
but Key West is a stop where it's like actually cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that'd be one where you could take it out of Port Canaveral for, for a, this on a cruise, take it out of Port Canaveral or Miami, obviously. And you have a stop there and it'd be like actually a pretty cool thing that you could check off your list, so to speak. So that's kind of cool. They, they do that there. I, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous, except you didn't have the conquer the stone crab. I want to know how good those are. So, well, like a lot of us, uh, did most, most of the people that we met up with, most of the friends we met up with, they flew into Miami and then they did the drive, the three hour drive from That's what I was asking, know, how far Southern is Miami. Yeah. It's like a three hour in the, in the, you know, the coastal highway, you know, basically there's, it's like a massive bridge, you know, that goes in between the keys and throughout the, the whole keys until you finally get to Key West. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the pictures but, and, of that. Uh, That's a huge bridge. Oh yeah. And I'm like, that drive must be awesome. It's three hours long. And then you got so many little keys and unexpected places to kind of stop into. So you kind of, from what they were saying, it lasts a little bit longer than three hours because you're stopping and like maybe having a beverage, get something to eat, checking out, you know, that particular, you know, area or, you know, that particular key and just enjoying it. That's cool. You know, and, uh, but, uh, but I wasn't trying to cut on Grand Cayman or the Cayman Islands. I mean, I, I, I think the Cayman Islands are great. I'm that, but if I had to choose like one, unless I was opening an account, um um, yeah if i had to choose which port i would probably stay on the boat it'd probably be that because uh don't get me wrong i love grand cayman and it's it's great the cayman islands to me are better when you're on the water than when you're on land uh like for instance that's that's one of the places people go to where you can uh boats will take like a half hour boat right out to that outer sandbar and you can congregate the boats out there and, and it's like a sandbar to where it's like waist high water maybe and that's where you can swim with the stingrays that's cool and um i did that like 20 years ago and that, that was awesome and uh but i mean you, you go in like the town of, of grand cayman and whatnot it looks like uh you know it looks like it's, it's just a banks restaurants you know it's cool but it's uh it definitely it seems like more I don't know, like uh, just really kind of touristy and and tour spots, and then just banks. Yeah, I get annoyed. Yeah. I get annoyed on the stops because not all the stops, obviously. Some of them got great rum, rum, though. But yeah, but you get but you get <laughs> off, and it's so much like the ones that like, and they do it purposely for obvious reasons. But they route you through like markets and stuff, yeah. and you just get harassed nonstop by every single vendor trying to get you to buy whatever, you know, shit they're selling. And I'm not they saying like the barter, them. man. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're you not, know, you never want to make it too easy for them. Cause they don't want you to No, And that's fine. They, they love that barter. Yeah, that, yeah. That's cool. But I, I like for me when I'm, you know, I, I hate shopping. Like, Haggle. I'm not a shopper person. So I, there's nothing I want yeah. there as far as shopping stuff, maybe occasionally stuff, but very rarely. So like I'm there more for the experience of whatever, you know, excursion we're doing or something fun like that, uh, or go to a restaurant or something or try local food, something like that. Not not buy a fucking blanket or something like. I mean, that's cool. I'm not knocking it for people that like that, but I'm not. I'm not into that. And it just gets annoying. Like every time, being like every five, like no thanks, man. Appreciate you. No thanks. Appreciate you. No thanks. Appreciate you. <laughs> like because they're they're relentless, you know. So I don't know. My, we just went on a cruise like July of last year, and um, I had I had fucked up my uh, I had uh, pulled a nerve in my like leg area so i didn't get off on one of those stuff we stopped in belize and it was a charter port we had to like attempt sorry a tender port we had to get onto a tender to go over there and my family went off and i just worked well while they were gone i just went up in the lounge and worked and uh and they came back and they're like i was like how was it they're like oh 
That was great. And then they were, they were, I was like, would you get off again? And they're like, at, at Belize, and they're like, oh, absolutely not. No, it's very nice. Yeah, everybody loved everybody. I hear no, I haven't been there, but I hear nothing but great things about Belize. Oh, they didn't. They didn't like it. They went on like a tour thing. It was it was my family. My parents were there, and my my family and my direct family, and they all went on like this tour thing, and they got to see whatever they wanted to see. Because my dad's like a my dad's like a history person. Like he's a history buff. So when he goes to these places, he wants to like tour the town and learn about things. Like he's that kind of a person, you know. And um, and they did all the stuff that you know that was you're supposed to do there. I don't remember what it was because I didn't go. But but um. But yeah, they were like, like, yeah, it was okay. And then like, it was, it was really, it's really like my wife was like, and my daughter were both like, yeah, it's really sad. You know, it's like really run down and kind of, you know, that kind of look. And I was like, oh, that sucks. You know what I mean? So, but I said, hey, look at it this way, you know, because you got off and you went, well, when your cruise stops there, they obviously get, the, the city already gets paid anyway, the country or the city or whatever. But, but um, you, if you went there and bought anything, like you bought an excursion, you helped the economy there. You know, that's the way I look at it too, so. Or if, yeah. you want, or if you want to buy trinkets. Trinkets. Well, what about, uh, did you go to Costa Rica? No, I don't think we've ever been there. Uh, you know, my... Uh, we did We my, did on that cruise, for sure. That one, we right. went to Cosmel, Perfect Day, and Belize. And Honduras, actually, went for. Yeah, my, brother, my brother-in-law is a big, uh, big surfer, and um, he... Uh, he loves Costa Rica. I mean, I've never been there, but I've heard nothing but, you know, great, great surf spots and great people, great food, you know? Yeah. I think all the, I think all the, the different islands in the Caribbean all have different, you know, things they're known for, you know what I mean? And that's what makes it kind of cool is when you, especially when you live down there or you're or not, not necessarily on a cruise ship, but if you're going like a, like an all-inclusive resort, you know, in one of those places, and then you can kind of go from different places, different places. That's kind of cool too, you know, to experience the different, nightlife and the different activities and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get into our EMS topic of the week here. And I know you wanted to talk about uh, complacency, which I, I, which I personally believe is the uh, lead into, uh, you know, <laughs> burnout. But let's get into it, man. Sorry, man. I had to get my coffee real quick. Hero duels. No. It tastes just like beer. No, no near beer at this time. Near beer. <laughs> no, uh, this episode is brought to you by Starbucks Holiday Blend. Oh, no, you're a Starbucks not, boy. Okay, and we are not we are not sponsored by. No, it's just because that's what's here. Oh. <laughs> is that in your is that in your Keurig or do you or you grind it yourself? No, this one is actually my Keurig because I wanted something quick. No, I, I wanted to talk about you know, especially in this line of work, getting complacent. It's not hard to do, especially when you've been in this line of work for a long time, like say like I have or like Jason was. Um, and without getting into, without breaking any HIPAA laws or, or getting into too much detail, um, uh, it, it happened to me not too, not too long ago. Uh, where you're in this this job so long and you 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 run so many different types of calls, so many of the same type of calls to where it almost just seems repetitious after a while, and I'm not saying you get arrogant, maybe some people do I'm not me personally no, but you get to a point where you sometimes you get complacent to where you don't 
you lack keeping up on just certain things or certain skills, you know, and uh, it's not that you don't know those skills. It's not that you don't practice those skills, but you just, you just maybe a little too comfortable and laid back. Yeah. To where you're, you're not as hungry because you've been doing it for so long. You're not as motivated. You're not as uh, um, just on it. You're not as on point. Yeah. We had a guy. And, and, and as soon as that happens, that's when Murphy is going to kick in and beat the living shit out of you. Oh yeah. That's what happens fuck up. every single time. So my advice to anybody out there, especially for people who've been doing it as long as I have, or as long as Jay has or longer, uh, but especially to the people just getting into this or thinking about getting into it, always stay current, you know, and that doesn't mean that, you know, all new current skills are the best, you know, cause, uh, you know, Jason, you'll agree with this. I mean, the way I approach things is keep it simple. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you try to make Stupid things too difficult. Simple. Yeah. If you try to make things too difficult, that's when you're going to fuck up. And, uh, you know, keep it simple, keep your foundation strong and do what you're trained to do, but also know why you're doing what you were trained to do. Yeah. I think that's a big part of being the paramedic versus like right. the EMTI, which we had in Virginia, um, or the intermediate as I called it, uh, was you, you learned the why part of why you're doing more of the stuff and, and then, yeah. and then relating that to then what they're going to do at the hospital and you kind of get a more clear picture of that way. We had, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause we had a guy when I worked, uh, where I worked, um, and he was a vet guy. He'd been there forever. Um, and he was, you know, winding down towards retirement and stuff like that. And he was known throughout the department as clearing the, always clearing the hospital very quickly. Um, and having his report done. Cause you had every report done and all that stuff, obviously leave the hospital. And he would be very quick about it to the point where I know for me, I write very detailed reports and I was always like, I take my time at the house. I don't stall, but I mean, you, you know, I'm writing a good report because after this, I'm not going to care about this call anymore. And, you know, I'd always get in trouble for, you know, taking too long at the hospital or whatever. And, uh, and they would, and of course they are the supervisor. People would always list this other person they're comparing you to. And I was like, yeah, that fucked hard. He's been doing this. He, all he, he has pre-written templates for almost every type of call. So like difficulty breathing, uh, whatever, you know, name it, chest pain, whatever, all the, you know, injury and whatever, all the, you know, categories you can think of. And he has templates set up on his, on his, on, his, on the, the computer there under his uh, login that when he's going on a difficult breathing, he just brings that up and it's already written the narrative for him. You know what I mean? And you have to, you know, you have to put in a couple, you know, key phrases and keywords depending on your patient, different, obviously you have to do your own vitals and all that kind of crap. But uh, in patient history and all that stuff. But it was like, it was like, yeah, that's not, but my only thing I always argued there was like, yeah, that's not a good report. I mean, that's, that's a lazy report. Cause you, you think that's very specific. Do you think he's actually like doing his real job there at that point? I was like, I don't think so. You know, I'm not saying he's not a good medic, but I think he was, you know, you get to that point. That's what I was saying where it kind of leads to burnout in my opinion, because when you get to that point, it's probably time to start evaluating your future, you know, as, as far as your career or, if you're getting close to retirement, like planning your out and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I, another way to describe it too, for people that aren't in this line of work, is we'll use Mike Tyson as an example. I think it was, uh, Mike? It, it was Mike, Mike Tyson. Um, I love Mike Tyson. Um, he's got a great podcast too, by the way. Um, 
I think it was 90 or 91 when, you know, Mike was at the, you know, at that time at the top of his game, he's heavyweight champion of the world. No one could take him. Uh, and you know, he was, whenever he was fighting, you know, you always anticipated this is going to be a quick knockout, but you didn't want it to be a quick cause you wanted to see if you wanted to watch him fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Mike, and he'll even admit it like he has in prior interviews. He was, you get to that point. He was so used to winning. He was so used to just, he got comfortable, got complacent, and he didn't train as hard. And maybe he slacked off a little bit in certain areas, but he still trained hard, but not as hard as he probably did before, you know, because he was he was on top. And then what happened? Buster Douglas came and beat him and was the first, you know, first person to knock him out. And uh, it was a TKO, but and that's how it happens. You know, it's the same thing in this line of work. As soon as you get comfortable to where you think you've been doing it long enough and you you start to slack a little bit to where you don't feel like, I don't need to train as much. Yeah. I don't need to go to this class. Nah, you know, yeah, I've, I've done that, that type of treatment dozens of times. That's where this job is going to come and turn your world upside down. Yeah, my thing was like, I, I got to the point near the end of my career when, and I could kind of tell it was coming, you know what I mean? Um, but because I was, you know, I consider myself very good at my craft or whatever. And I, I, I enjoyed the training because I always wanted to learn new things because that's one of the things I loved about EMS was, was um, you know, every day you go to work, or not every day, but whatever, you go to work on your shift days or whatever. And then every day at work, it's different. It's not like, like real estate. I do real estate now as my main, my main job and tra- travel agent as well. But those jobs are very like boring, repeat, you know what I mean? Boring, repeat, boring, repeat. And then occasionally there's some drama that goes on. But for the most part, it's like, you know, you have to do this. Then you have to get this and you have to get a client. Then you have to get to find them a house. Then you have to sell that, whatever. And you have to go through the step, 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 step. And then you get a closing check and then you start over again. You know, whereas like EMS every day was different. You might have days of like nothing but shit shows all day of like massive calls and cool calls. And you might have days of all bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> or you might have like three cardiac arrests in a row or something like that where you're like, fuck me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, that was the part I liked, but I got to the point in my, at the end of my career, which my complacency was that I got to the point where I was just sick of like the uh, frequent flyers and stuff like that, where it, where it really kind of made me not as good of a provider as I should have been probably near the end. You know what I mean? Cause I was just like, it's like, okay, come on, fuck hard. You know what I mean? Let's go for like all these people that you see all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you said, a lot of it, a lot of what'll drive, people getting complacent is like you said, the next step is burnout uh, and, and, or burnout is what's driving that complacency, you know, or it's driving that, that lack of motivation. Yeah. That's a good or, way to say it. That's a good right. Or, or it's like, ah, uh, I know everything is on the truck. It looks pretty good. And you do a quick sweep and you don't check your equipment out thoroughly like you usually would. And if you, when you, if you do that a lot, if you do it enough times, is that one call is going to come where you're going to need something and it's not on there. Yeah. I've had, I've had that with, um, with the, like, this is again, near the end of my career, but I had that where I got that way with, like you said, checking out the truck. That was a good point you brought up there. Yeah. And I didn't check out the med box very well. Like, I mean, I looked at it, you know what I mean? I glanced at it real quick and was like, yeah, it all looks there. Lo and behold, you know? there's a medication yeah. that's not there that yeah. you need to use. Yeah. It was funny because then we got to on a call, it was a chest pain call. So it's a real call. Like this isn't like yeah. a stupid call. And it was just pain call. I had no aspirin and we, and where we worked, we carried, they just, they just, they <laughs> gave us individual 81 milligram aspirins. So they were in like little 
packets, right? Because it's all pulled by a machine um, in the far, down in the pharmacy. So like you'd have four packets in there and that would be four aspirin. Uh, we, and I know in other departments and places I worked with you, they have like a bottle of aspirin and you'd have a hundred of them in there. What, you know what I mean? So you didn't need to like, right. it, it was different. You just buy a bottle at fucking, you know, wherever and uh, you CVS or something. And it's like three bucks. But, but um, we had it in a bit. Well, I got in there and there was like, I saw the one in there. Cause these were, these rectangles, like the size of like a post-it, but it has one, mm-hmm. one little 81 milligram teeny pill in it. Well, the, you know, you fold it up to shove it into the box where it was, where little area where it stayed. So I just assumed they were all in there. Well, we get on a chest pain call. I have fucking one aspirin. You know what I mean? So then this is where you talked about, you, you go through that motion and then you karma comes and kicks you in the ass. Well, then I had to call another medic unit to the scene. To, you know what I mean? To, to help. And then you have to explain it. Right. And then, yeah, of course, then the supervisor was like, oh, why'd you have to call a medic? What happened? You know, and then you have to like, oh, can we hide this? And then you can't. So you just tell them what happened. And then you kind of, you know, take your, take your licks there. But that was like one of the things. And it was because uh, the truck, the shift before us, they used the aspirin on their call and they just didn't replace it, you know? And most of the time I would catch that, you know, in the morning when you're doing your checkout and I'd tell the medic, you know, go wake them up be like, hey, go to the hospital in your POV and go get a, go get the fucking aspirin. You know, but uh, I was getting, you know, complacent down near the end of my thing and I couldn't do it and I didn't catch it. And that was on me. Yeah. You know, and that, that, uh, you know, another thing, like I was saying before, how something happened to me, you know, a little while ago, like I said, I can't go into too much detail because it's, it's actually a criminal investigation or a possible criminal investigation. Uh, yeah, I don't care how many times people think that they've run the same call or how many times they've run certain types of calls or seen certain things, whether it's light or heavy. You know, no matter no matter how many times you run the same similar call, like you said, they're all going to be different. And there's always going to be that one time or maybe more for other people to where you're, you're going to second guess yourself. Even though you've gone through it, Multiple, multiple times, you're always going to be like, well, what if, what if, what if, what if I would have done this? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? You're not, it's going to be hard for you to shake. Yeah, that's true. And, and, uh, and of course, a lot of people think that that's not going to happen to me if I, if I check all the boxes and no, 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 doesn't matter. There's still going to be that one, even though you've been in that same situation multiple, multiple times in your career, there's still going to be that one time for some reason it sticks out to where you're going to, second guess yourself until you just freaking drive yourself bat fucking crazy. Yeah. Is this the one, is this the one that you and I talked about a long time ago? Yeah. 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 I, I, I I can go into more detail maybe at a later date. I can't right now. Yeah. Um, I understand that. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was a situation where, you know, I've been in, you know, similar situations before, but for some reason after the call, I couldn't shake this one and, um, you know, and it, uh, it, it rocked me pretty hard. And, uh, but, uh, you gotta, you gotta be prepared for that as much as you can. You gotta remember that that's no matter how long you've been doing this, something like that's going to happen or creep its ugly head in sometime. I mean, maybe some people are lucky and it, it, it doesn't happen to them and they go through their whole career never happening. But, you know, for, for a lot of us, it will, it will. And it does. Yeah. Even multiple times. Well, yeah. Cause I, I yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into specifics of it either. Cause 
you know, you, you don't want to right now. And that's totally understandable, but yeah, people do that all the time. You're going to Monday morning quarterback your scenario and try to figure out, you know, what you could, could have, should have, would have kind of stuff, you know? And I always learned yeah. like in my EMS career, I learned, um, with not with that specific kind of stuff, but, but as long as I could justify it to myself, that made me confident to always go to the doctor at the end. And, you know, at the OMD, when you get to the hospital and you're turning it over to the doctor for whatever kind of call it is and be able to go to them and say like, Hey, this is why I did what I did. Here's my justification. And I thank God in my career, never, never had a doctor ever get mad at me or, well, I had doctors get mad at me before, but not for anything I did medically wrong. You know what I mean? They're always like, oh, okay, cool. Way to think outside the box or something like that. They didn't, they never came down on me and said like, you know, the protocol says you're supposed to do ABC and you did AB and then you just went to D for, you know, they never did that. So, which was cool. I guess I got lucky in that sense, but that was complacency, but I know what you're, I mean, that was uh, that same situation, but I know with like what you're saying, cause I, we talked about it on the, the, one of the episodes we did a long time ago, I think it was like eerie calls or something where I, with that lady that I had, that was like freaking out. We had, we got her on the cot. We're like in the, in front of her house. It was like a townhouse or in the driveway and we get her loaded on the cot and then we take her out or get her down the stair, whatever she can walk. And then we are stair chaired or whatever. I don't remember what we did, but we got her on the cot. We're in the ambulance and her husband's at the back door. Doors are back doors are open to the unit and she is flipping the fuck out, flipping the fuck mm-hmm. out that she doesn't want to go to the hospital without her husband and her husband has to come. And, and we're like, okay, well, he can come if he wants to, but like, we're, we're just so you know, we're not, this isn't a taxi. So not to be mean or anything, but we're a one way ticket. So if he doesn't want to come with his car, that's totally cool. You can ride up front. No problem whatsoever. Um, but you're going to have to pay to get home or call a neighbor or whatever. You have to figure it out. Like that's not on us anymore. And the husband was like, Oh, I'll just take your car, honey. Da-da. Well, we talked about the story before, but she ended up and she was fle- freaking out, freaking out. Like I've never seen that before in my whole career. I mean, abnormally freaking out. And this was a normal, like 40 year old woman. Like this was not, a, you know, she wasn't a drug overdose. This was like, I don't remember what the call was for, but it was, it, you know, it was a, med- a real medical call and she was abnormally acting weird about the whole situation. And then come to find out, not to reiterate the story again, but come to find out, we get to the ER. We're in the room. We get assigned like, hey, go to room five. And we're like, okay. So we go to five and we're getting ready to move her over to the cot, to the gurney at the hospital from our cot. And she codes right there on our stretcher. And the nurse comes right. in and of course they're we're at the hospital. So it's a lot of people, we talked about this before, but a lot of people don't know that once you're on hospital grounds, it's the hospital running the show. You don't run the show anymore. Your protocols and stuff don't matter anymore. You're it. Right. At, at the mercy of the doctor and whatever he or she wants to do. So of course they have to get the doctor and then the nurse comes in and they uh, whatever. And they end up, you know, going through, you know, ALS protocols and, and you know, she dies. Okay. Um, and then we come to find out later and my partner and I was known to like be able to compartmentalize things in my career. Cause when you do it for 20 years, you're going to see some nasty shit or shit might not even be nasty, but it's nasty to you for whatever reason. Right. And I could, oh, yeah. and I could like box it up, put it over here and not care about it, which is one of the fucked up things that happens to you in EMS. You kind of, you know, numb yourself. Right. Um, but that one, you I'm, do I'm, until you get to that point to where it starts to spill over. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, on this one, my partner came in and he, you know, I go in the room. You're, I, you're I, such a, you're such a cold blooded shit. Bag I became, you no, you, you, you become that. People. No, I, you, you, you definitely become that way for sure. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But like I, know. I was in the EMS room and I'm writing the report and my partner's like in the cot, you know, he's doing all the stuff, getting supplies, all the stuff that they, they do. And he comes in, he's like, he's like, Oh, Hey man, do you want to, you want a Coke or whatever? I don't remember what he said. And I was like, no, I'm good, man. Just, I need a minute, man. And he's like, and he's like, oh, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, just, that was really fucked up. And then he was like, 
He was like, yeah, it was. That was really weird. She was acting weird. And, and I was like, yeah, do you know, did you feel the same vibe I did? Now, now that we know what happened because she's expired at this point, like. She's trying to tell do, you. Do you understand like what was going on there? And he's like, he's like, well, no, he was an EMT. So he's like trying to, you know, he's like, well, I'm, yeah, it was weird. I definitely saw that. I was like, dude, I, I don't, I don't know what you believe in. Like, I don't, I'm not a religious person at all. Right. But I believe <laughs> that like the grim reaper was probably sitting next to me on the thing on the, and I was on the bench seat, you know? And she's seeing him. Cause she kept looking at over at me like weird too. Like not, right. not, not like she wasn't like psychic or uh, psychotic looking or anything like that, but she kept looking at me like she had terrified look on her face, you know? Right. And I know they tell you in EMS school and stuff like that. Hey, when the, when the person says they're going to die, take that seriously because she never said she was going to die. But, but like when they, you know, and I, and part of me probably should have picked up on that, but we didn't. And, and we were, we went to the hospital quickly anyway, and we did all the normal ACLS stuff we would have done anyway. But, um, for, for her type of call. But I was like, suddenly they were talking to my partner. I was like, that makes sense. Cause I was like, you remember she, she's like, yeah, she kept looking at you all fucking weird and like terrified looking though. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, that's hey, okay. You're going to be all right. Just chill. You know what I mean? And, uh, I'm going to take care of you. Da, 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 you know, whatever. I've been doing this for so long, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get you started, blah, blah. And we did all the normal stuff. And, and then we get to the thing and you find out what happened. And it's like, dude, she was probably freaking out because she saw someone on the bench seat next to me that scared the shit out of her. And she wanted her husband to come with her because she's terrified. And that's her closest loved one she has right there, you know? And then obviously he didn't go. He decided, no, I'll just, I'll just follow her. I'm cool. You know, she looks fine and da da da. And her vital signs are fine. Right. We're like, yeah, her vital signs are good right now. It never in a second that you thought she was going to cope. Right, right, right. No, 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 no disrespect to the husband whatsoever. I would have done the same thing in that situation. I'd be like, okay, well I'll just take, cause I don't want to deal with getting a taxi or an Uber to get home and deal with all that drama. So I'd rather right. just, you know, and it was like, I mean, five minute ride to the hospital. And we weren't very far from, from uh, the hospital there. So like, it wasn't a big deal. And, and none of us, none of us on the scene. And there was another medic on the engine who was a seasoned medic. He'd been doing it longer than I had. And he was even like, when we told him what happened, he's like, cause we had to call on the radio and, and, and not mark up on the radio that what had happened and everything that they're now performing CPR in front of room five. And, and like, even he called me later and he's like, dude, what happened? And I was like, I don't know, dude. And he was like, he's like, yeah, she was acting all weird. I didn't even put that, I, you know, and we were both like, yeah, that was fucked up, you know? But he, he was in the, he was on the scene. He wasn't in the unit at that time. He was in the back, you know, talking to the husband and stuff as everybody does. They're getting all the stuff together. And, uh, but it was just one of those scenes where it was just like, that floored me it, for a long time because I remember just did being you, like, what was the cause of death? What caused the code? Uh, I don't know. Pulmonary embolism. I think it was a pulmonary embolism. Oh, ambulance. okay. So I think that's what it was. I, I, this, was, this was a long time ago. So She was know, only 40? Something like that. Mid-40s, maybe. Like 40, 40. She wasn't very old. So, like, she was definitely, like, not much old. I mean, I was in my 30s then, so she was uh, what, 40, 45 max. I can't imagine if she was older than that. But it was just, like, one of those things, and it was, like, like I said, normal-looking girl, a woman, you know, like, looked relatively healthy you know what i mean like didn't look emaciated or any signs or you know not real pale or anything like nothing big going on like nothing you know like i've been on tons of scenes where i've walked in and be like oh fuck this is real like i, yeah. I don't i don't even need to i don't need to talk to the patient i don't need to be like i've been on a couple of mis like actual like stemmies and stuff and you walk in and it's like i remember one we did with a like this guy he was like 45 and he was having a he was having the widow maker we found out later um Young. but yeah he was really and then we found out later his dad had it too and died Jeez. at like 44 or something like that. And uh, we saved his life. He was fine. We saved him. Um, he went right down to Kath. We had him, we had him that call. We had the guy from 911 being called 
I'm sorry, from our arrival on the scene, which was, you know, we'll say three minutes after we got called or whatever. I don't know. Um, from, from when we arrived on the scene to when he was done in the cath lab, down to the cath lab, like on the table, was 21 minutes. Well, that, it's, it's amazing how, uh, I mean, it will, I, I don't know if I told you this or a buddy of mine. I think I might have said this or touched on it in a prior cast. But uh, when I went to, you know, I didn't go to my 30th reunion. I went to like the night before. People met at a at a bar after the high school football game. That that's where I went. Okay. And um, so I met up with a lot a lot of people that I, were going to be going to the reunion the next day. Also went there, you know. So I got to see all the people that you know I hadn't seen in a long time, and it was great. But uh, a buddy of mine that I grew up with, who is in great shape, you know, he's a former Marine. He's an avid snowboarder, surfer, you know, motocross rider. Uh, and he's just all around active in great shape. Um, when I, I went over to him and I'm like, Gary, what's up, man? I went to give him a hug and he's like, he's like, Oh, oh, oh not too hard. I thought he was trying to tell me that he hurt his neck or his back right, or his ribs or something like crash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, well, what's going on? He goes, he goes, he goes, man, I just, uh, I just got out of the hospital for open heart surgery. I'm like, Oh, damn. what? And he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah, man. He either had a triple or quadruple, but he had the Widowmaker, man. And, um, I'm like, what? And he goes, he goes, he goes, no, nah, man, it, it runs in, it, you know, it runs in my family. He, he, he just went for a random checkup and they found out he was like almost completely blocked. Wow. And, um, just, just that little bit, same thing happened to my father-in-law, you know? Um, I mean, he, it, it's like no symptoms, nothing. They just go in for a checkup and then they find it. It's like, you, you might not have, been walking around tomorrow if you wait any longer yeah you know, that type that's how close it, it is that's what happened you know? with that guy he'd he'd started having the pain like two hours ago you know before because it, it, it was a white guy right and he was yeah. like in his 40s so like he's stubborn and so guys are stubborn and he was like you know oh, i don't know if i should call but i guess i'll call because my dad had a, you know whatever and then all, all i remember is we got on that scene and the engine was already there because they were we weren't in our we weren't going to our first due um they were already there and they had emts on board and, and they get there and, and they're like, hey, the call go out as chest pain. I think so. I don't, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming it was chest pain. I, it was a long time ago, but yeah. So they get on scene first and they got, you know, they got oxygen going and they've already started getting a report and all that kind of crap. And and we get on scene. I'm like, Hey guys, Hey Jay, what's going on? And I just walk and I'm doing that normal, like spiel when you walk in and I walk in, I, he's laying on the couch in his, in his, uh, I think it was a townhouse or something, but we, we like walk in, he's laying on the couch. I see him. As soon as I walk in, I look at him and I, I just look in the, EMT is like talking to me, like doing the normal you know. spiel. And I go, yeah, don't care. He need, we need to go now. And they're like, we, you, you, we haven't, he hasn't been on the monitor or anything. Cause they don't have a monitor obviously on a, on a, a BLS engine. And I was like, now let's go now. And then we get him in the truck and then we hook him up to monitor. And it was so bad that like, I'm doing my normal ACLs protocols. We get him in the back. We're doing all the normal stuff, right? All the meds and IV and all that stuff. And our life pack 15s automatically transmitted to the cardiac, hospital that we would go to the one for those kind right. of calls it automatically as soon as you do it no matter what it transmits to that hospital and then if you wanted to go to a different hospital you can turn the dial and send it send it to whatever hospital you want to that was already pre-programmed right. in there so and then we're like getting ready to leave and dispatch called and was like hey dispatch uh to medic whatever medic 10 i think we were like hey call in the doctor wants to patch in with you and i was like okay and so he called. He probably me. said, "You know what's going yeah, on." Yeah, that's right? what he said. That's what he did. He was like, "You know what you got?" I was like, "Oh yeah." Like, I was like, "Yeah, he's tombstoning like a motherfucker." And then, and then like he's like, "All right, cool. What'd you do?" And I was like, "This, this, this." And he's like, "Good. Keep it going." And and obviously give morphine if you need to. 
you know, down the line and all that stuff. And I was like, okay. And he's like, how long are you going to be here? I was like, we're at, you know, this road and this road. So seven minutes, we're going to, we're going to be hauling ass. We're leaving now. Like my, and I was like telling my partner, I was like, light it up. Let's go. You know what I mean? And the guy was cool. Like he was totally cool the whole time. He was in some pain, but he was cool. And he's like, am I going to die? I was like, not on my truck, but like, we need to get you going. This is a real call, dude. But I'm doing everything they can do for you in the hospital. I'm doing it right now so that when you get there and then it was worked out perfect for him because when we got to the hospital, instead of usually you go, you you go in through the ER. Well, everywhere I've ever been, you go through the ER, but they sent us, they had a staff person meeting us there because you have to have cards to get around other parts of the hospital. And the staff person took us right down to the cath lab. Like we skipped the ER part and they had a cath team there because they had just done a cath on somebody else for whatever reason. Um, And so the cath team was already there. They heard about our call. And the doctor was like, you know, called down there and was like, hey, we got another one coming in. Can you guys get ready? And he's like, yeah, yeah. So they got that patient out of there and cleaned up and restocked or whatever they have to do for their part. And then we walked in and literally like, by the time I, w- I was still down there writing our report and they were done with the calf. Right. Like it was that fast. And the doctor was like, cool shit. He's like, hey, you want to see what the blockage? He's like, yeah, that guy had, he had a 90% occlusion widowmaker. And I was like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, you saved that dude's life. He's like, oh, I mean, well, technically they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but he's like, he's like, good job. And I, you know, and I got like a little award from the hospital for it, stuff like that. Cause it was li- literally 21 minutes, which is like incredibly fast. But from, had, from, but it home, had, from and, home to lab. Yeah. From, from nine, from yeah, our arrival yeah. on the scene. That's to, record time. Yeah. To the table was 21 yeah. minutes. And it was like, it was insane. And it was, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and of course he waited two hours or so before that. So really it wasn't 21 minutes from the actual incident starting. Um, but yeah, they were telling us like the doc, you know, they were like, like, yeah, that was bad. Like that could have been lights out at any point, you know? Yeah. People out there need to know that. Yeah. That that's, I mean, that's accelerated time right there, which is great, you know, but don't kill yourself getting to the hospital, but I mean, get there as fast as you can. Cause time is muscle. Yeah. You know, especially with a, a situation like that, where you've got, you're throwing massive tombstones, you got massive ST elevation, like, you know, they're just kicking, you know, you've got so much of a blockage to where, you know, that heart muscle is not being perfused. So the longer that waits, the more damage is going to be done. Yeah. And, and it was more, just lucky too. Like yeah. it, the, I've done other ones that, you know, you want to get in there within the hour is usually the rule, the golden hour rule. Right. Um, and I've done other ones that have been under the hour, you know, not that far under the hour, but under the hour, like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, 55. Like I've done ones like that in my career. Um, that I got little, you know, little accolades from the hospital for it, stuff like that. But like the 21 minute one was, was insane. That was the worst one though I ever had. That was the, you know, I've had other ones go to the cath, cath, but it wasn't as obvious as this one. This one was like so dumb, like a brand new medic who's in school, you know, could have been like, oh, well, that's really bad. That's a tombstoning. You well, know what I mean? It's like, funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, about two weeks ago I had the opposite. I had. You know, we get dispatched to a construction site for chest pain. And, you know, of course, you know, your mindset when you're, you know, it could be either, you know, it could be anything. But at the same time, you're like, eh, most likely it's probably like uh, someone, you know, pulled a muscle right, doing awkward muscular. lifting or yeah. pulling or something like that. You know, and you know, one of the first things you do, you know, you're thinking, oh, I wonder if I can reproduce it, blah, 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 blah. You know, we get on, get on, the, get on the scene. The guy looks fine. You know, he's just, he was breaking for lunch and he's like, he's like, yeah, I was just sitting down eating lunch. And he goes, you know, I've got a history, cardiac history. He goes, but he goes, it, it, something just wasn't sitting right. This, this was different. It didn't, you know, and he started sweating. He goes, it didn't, it didn't feel right. It's like, all right, man, let's check you out. So my partner, and I get and as soon as I put him on a four lead, not even a 12 lead, just a four lead. 
you know, as soon as put them on the monitor, I mean, just ST, massive ST elevation, just in two. Wow. You know, and uh, it's like my partner and I look at each other like, let's get the fuck out of here. You know, because, um, yeah. I mean, he was he was having a, a massive infarct, you know, and uh, it wasn't showing early signs. He just, something didn't feel right. This felt different, you know, and I, my, my gut was telling me something's not right. And he he went with it. And if he didn't, he probably wouldn't have made it through the day. Yeah, that crashing. well, and that's another thing. Uh, what you mentioned, he said, which is always important, which I always felt was important, was especially someone who has cardiac history. They've maybe they've had uh, infarct in the past, or or they've had like scary situations in the past, right? They know what it feels like. Yeah, and, and so when they're saying, "Hey, this doesn't feel right," that's another flag that should be going off, like an alert flag, you know? Hey, this, well, this is different. Th- yeah, this you know, is I've, different. I've had this before, but this is different. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've had heartburn before, but this feels way different. You know, that's like stuff like that where you hear that from people and you're like, all right, cool. Let's go. To the hospital. You know, let's move. Let's haul ass and get out of here. You know what I mean? And yours, you saw some stuff too, but, but, uh, I on. mean, it was just, I mean, but that was just, uh, just kind of like the opposite of yours. You know, you had, as soon as you walked in the room, it's like, you knew just by looking at the dude, you yeah. know, we, we get up on the construction site, you know, where they're breaking for lunch and the guy's just like, yeah, he walks over to us and big big fucking burly dude right yeah you know and um uh you know big burly dude with the zz top beard and all that good <laughs> stuff and um but you know like blonde hair and uh how old he's is just he like he was probably like 55 oh, okay so he's 58 pretty, pretty old, I think yeah. yeah and he uh shut the fuck up and um <laughs> he's all over the hill and stuff <laughs> No, but uh, he's just like, yeah, man. Some some told me that some this is different, and I yeah, I don't want to I don't want to fuck with it. And as soon as we put him on him, just root, going through routine, just you know, just going through the most, put him on monitor, have to take a look. Like, oh shit! And then my partner looks at it. We're like, we need to go. Yeah, you know, well, and that's like you said, you know, from from you know from scene to lab. You know, time is of the essence. There, time is muscle. Well, yeah. and I, I didn't think like, to be fair, uh, that, that call we ran that one with the 45 year old guy, like, I didn't think that was going to be a real chest pain call. I mean, I thought it'd be a chest pain call, but like the bullshit, like, yeah, probably nothing, but let's go be safe. You know what I mean? Have them check your right. opponent levels, check your labs, stuff like that. I didn't think it was gonna be anything exciting. And, and, and cause 45 is pretty young to have, I'm not saying people don't have heart attacks at 45. Obviously his dad did and passed away from it, unfortunately, um, around that age. Um, but yeah, I wasn't walking in that thinking that at all. But yeah, when, just because you can't see anything on the monitor, yeah, sometimes doesn't mean that there's not. I mean, the only thing that's going to confirm is labs. Well, that's like funny. Labs too. A, yeah, we had we had one another one. I, I may have talked about this on another episode. I don't remember. Uh, we had another one where it's like a, sa- a Sunday, so everybody's watching like football and shit, right? And where the stations, me and my that medic I was talking about on the engine that was like seasoned. Me and him are on the medic unit together on on this day. This is really early in my career. And uh, we get a call for a guy that pulled into like a dealership parking lot and was having chest pains. That was the call. I'm like, okay. And it was like a, I'm going to say a 40 year old or something like that. Uh, it was around that same age, like 40, 45, something in there. And so we're like, okay. And we get there and the guy's in his car and we he's like, yeah, I'm having a little bit of pain. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get you over to the cot. So we get him over to the cot and put him in the back. And we start going through our normal spiel. And like, it's me and my partner, just me and my partner. And you know, he's the driver and not, I'm the tech on that call. He's the driver, but he's in the back. He's helping me. We're setting stuff up, doing the 12 lead, all that stuff. And uh, we're like, all right, cool. We're going to give him a, start giving you aspirin and stuff like that because he's having chest pain. And we start doing it. And all of a sudden he, he looks, the patient looks at me 
and I'm new. I'm very new. Like this is my first year of, of being a medic and, uh, and working where I worked in the County. And he start. he looks at me kind of weird as I'm giving his med. I give him a first, you know, a, a, a chewable, uh, aspirin. And then I go to give him like a second one or a third one. I don't remember what dose I, what, what number I was on, but I start giving it to him and he starts acting weird. And then he starts gritting his teeth all weird. And I'm like, what the fuck? And my partner looks, and he goes, oh shit. And we look on the monitor and he was, he, he was coded. He just coded right there. And he's in V-fib and all that stuff. And so we shock him and then, you know, do the whole thing. We call for an engine because we need a driver. You know what I mean? Because my partner's staying in the back of me, obviously, at this point, because it's a real call. And we're like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? And then, so we get there. The engine gets there. We don't even know who, to this day, I still have no idea who drove us to the hospital. Because all I saw is someone open the back door. What do you need? It's like, driver and shut up and get in the front. Let's go. And then we get to the hospital. By the time we got to the hospital, he was back, perfusing, conscious, talking to us. He vomited all over the floor on the way in. I remember that. I remember we walked right by like a cleaning lady, you know, was out there. They'd mop the areas, you know, and she's yeah. out there mopping like the, between the two doors, you know, from the bay to the hospital and she's mopping and the guy just, we're, we're coming in and he's talking to us now at this point. He's totally alert and oriented times three, like what happened? You know, like that kind of thing. And then he just looks to the side and just vomits down the halls. We're like doing, just, you know, and the, and we just look at the lady. We're like, sorry. And she's like, it's okay. And she just, you know, cleaned it up. And then we got to the ER room and he was like, all he was like, he was actually pretty much a dick to the staff. He's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. And like, also, but he was at a party. He told us that before all that happened, he was at a party watching football games with his friends, started having some chest pains, put it off forever, forever. Like how old was he in his forties? Um, put it off forever. And low 40, like 40 to 45, somewhere in that range. And, you know, didn't want to go, didn't want to go. Finally decided he would go. His friends had been drinking. He had not been drinking, is what he said, at least. Um, and then he decided to drive himself to the hospital, because that's smart when you're having chest pain. Um, and then luckily he stopped, and, you know, we got there. Never and, do that. Yeah, never do that. You should always, obviously, have someone else drive you, or it, chest pain, call 911. That's what, that's what you pay taxes for. That's what we're there for. But it was just one of those things where it was like, Again, total bullshit call, or what we thought would be a total bullshit call, like someone stopping at a parking lot. Like, literally at that point, we're at the, um, the county line, and all you have to do is go across the county line, drive like another mile, and you'd you be at the hospital yourself. Like, we're like, why the fuck would you just, pull, why would you pull over? And like, this is so dumb. And there's like a 40-year-old or whatever he was, and I was like, okay. And we get back there, like, oh, okay, come on, dude. Like, oh, yeah, I just want to go forever, you know, and t- total tough guy attitude, you know? And then he codes and then he's, and then of course at the hot, I mean, I remember at the hospital, like we're in the room and he's like yelling at the doctor, like, I want to get the fuck out of here. And the doctor's like, well, Hey, we're not going to let you leave right I now. Go, I want to go watch the rest of the fucking game. Yeah. He was an asshole. And he was like, and the guy, yeah. the doctor was looking, cause we printed, you know, we had to print out the strips, uh, the whole, the whole call. It's like, Does this motherfucker know he died? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, <laughs> sir. He's like, no, no, the doctor like looked at him because the docs, you know, at some point you got to shoot straight. Right. And the doctor was like, Hey, fucked hard. He's like, do you understand you died? He's like, if those guys weren't with you when that happened, you would be dead. Like, you were dead. You clinically, look, I have the strip right here. You were clinically dead right here. And he's like, and then, but because they were there, because they had URL hooked up, I was, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have pads on them. We had, you know, pads for the, the 12 lead, but we didn't have the, the so like, I don't give a shit. Like, I want out. Yeah. That's what he's like. He's like, I, yeah, what? He's like, he's like, you need to shut up and thank these. They just saved your life. And then, and then, and then he was like, yeah, that's fine. He's like, well, I, I want to stay here very long. Then I want to get the fuck out of here. And, and the doctor's like, unbelievable. Like he looked at me, he's like, Hey, great job guys. You guys are fucking heroes. And he's like, and he's like, but unfucking <laughs> And I don't know what happened after that. Cause we don't, you know, in EMS, that's it. Like we leave the room. And after that, I, like I said, put it in a box, 
don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Because we did our job. We saved his life. And after that, he's, you know, I know he went home. I know the they said eventually later on I went back and he'd gone. He'd left. So I don't know. And, and you, you got to distance yourself from that. You know, I mean, because yeah. you, I mean, you're going to, you're, you're dealing with it all the time. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I've so. never, I couldn't believe that someone would, I understand not knowing what happened and all that and being like out of it's it. It's probably in denial. Yeah, that's what I think it was, is he was yeah. like, yeah, I don't want to admit that I have cardiac problems at 40. You yeah. know what I mean? And my life's probably going to change because I'm going to have to go see a cardiologist and, you know, da, 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 maybe get, you know, pacemakers and all that stuff, defibrillators put it's in. like, damn, man, if you would have drank that night, he could have thinned that blood out a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I'm I mean, I, but it was one of those things where, I, like, we were talking, me and my partner were talking about it afterwards because, like, that was my wake up to EMS, like real being, being the medic. I've been in EMS way before that too, but like actually being on a scene where like, I actually saw someone die in front of me. Like that was like one of my first ones where you actually saw the person die, not going to dead people. I don't care about, but that was like the first one. And I remember he was, we were just talking about it. I was like, yeah, he's like, dude, I mean, good thing. He, you know, all the other times I'm like, God, just drive your fucking self to the hospital. You know what I mean? Why would you stop? You know what I mean? You know, you have some people like that where you're like, why the I fuck? I say that all the time. Well, we had, we had like, when I was at station 10, which was like really high up in the County, like in the North end of the County, um, right. we had people one time, this guy was like hitting our doorbell. Right. And we had two buttons for our doorbell. There was like a doorbell button that, that, that doorbell sound in the, in the speaker system. And then there was a emergency button that you could hit in our station at all the stations. So one was like a doorbell, like, boom. And it was like, there, you have a visitor at the front door or whatever door they were at, right? And so then, it's not and, like, it's not like, boom, boom. no, it was, it did that Clean like, up in aisle five. yeah, but it was that kind of dumb tone though. And then they had a emergency button on the other side of the doorway. It was a red button, obviously for emergency. And you hit that and then it would be like, I don't remember some, some annoying noise. And it'd be like, meh, meh, let's say, or something like that. And it'd be like, you have an emergency at the front door, you know, like you're, like you're at the DMV, like now serving L zero two, you know, and, and like. It was that same thing. Well, he's out there, and then finally, did, we're upstairs. Me and my partner are upstairs, like, playing PlayStation or something, right? And we're chilling upstairs, so we don't hear the doorbell. Well, the doorbell didn't go off, because the doorbell at that station, the doorbell didn't work. The button, the button was there, but you push it, nothing happens. And we turned that. They, they knew about the county, knew about it. They just hadn't fixed it yet. Right. And so finally, we get a call on the radio, uh, you know, because we have the station radios are on in the station. And we get a call, like, hey, uh, you know, so Medic 10, uh, you have a go to check your front door. You have a call at your front door. And we're like, so we get downstairs, we get on the, and we look outside. I'm like, I don't fucking see anybody. And we're like, and they get on the station, mic. I'm like, uh, medic 10, we're, we're at the station. And, uh, we don't see anybody. And they're like, they're in the parking lot. We're like, okay. And then we go out to the parking lot because we're like, I'm like, all right, Danny, go get the bags. I'll go outside and see what's going on. And, uh, so I, so he goes out the bay door and opens the bay door goes out that way. I go out the front door. And I see this van like parked in this like space where you couldn't see it from the window, you know? And I see a lady in a car and a husband in the passenger seat. And, and the first thing out of his mouth is like, he's like yelling at us. He's like, I've been here trying to get in touch. You got, where the hell have you been? And I was like, Damn, man, I got a hurt fingernail, man. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, <laughs> he was having trouble breathing is what his thing was for. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm having, I've been having trouble. He's like, he needs help. He's having trouble. I was like, okay. I was like, Hey Danny, get the, get the cot and bring the unit over. Just, he's like, okay. So he goes and gets that. I'm having trouble breathing, man. I ran out of my vape juice, man. <laughs> yes, it was. It was like a hillbilly guy. So, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, and I knew this guy, like I've run him before. He's notoriously not nice. Like before right. I run him. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, let's get you checked out, man. He's like, yeah, I've been out here for 20 minutes. You guys need to answer fucking door. And I was like, and I, and I go, oh, okay. I go, all right, well, let's first off, let's settle down on the attitude. I was like, that button doesn't work. 
and I apologize for that, but there's a big button. If this was emergency, there's a big button that says emergency. Yeah, man, put a sign there, man. <laughs> yeah, in big, le- <laughs> and, and big letters that says emergency, press here. And, you know, sorry about that, but, like, we can't do anything about that. The county knows about it. They haven't fixed it. And I was like, all right, well, let's get you checked out. And I was like, all right. So I check him out and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you're, you know, da da. Yeah, you should probably go to the hospital. You want to go to the hospital and get looked at? And he's like, yeah. And I want to go to the main hospital, the big hospital which is further away than the little hospital. The one was level one or one was level two. One was level three. You know, he's like, I want to go to the big hospital, which is seven miles past the other hospital. And I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely not. And he was like, he's like, well, that's where I want to go. And I was like, I I don't care where you want to go. You're having difficulty breathing. You're going to the closest facility. And he was like, he was like, well, that's bullshit. And I was like, "Uh, again, I don't care. Plus, like, by law, you can't. Yeah, pass yeah, and the I was like, yeah, facility with the proper capability. Yeah, I'm not talking. I'm not having it out with this guy. Just make it. I said, here, yeah. make a decision. Make a decision. I said, you either go, roll with me. We'll be glad to take you. We'll take you to the like, closest. Damn, facility. man, make a fucking decision, man. Yeah, yeah, or you do, you know, or you. That's it. Or Shit, you, man, I'm trying to go back to sleep, man. Yeah. Just make a damn decision. And he goes, and then he was like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just bullshit. Like, I've, we've been, bang, we've been hit. We, my, cause he couldn't, he couldn't walk very well. Like he was elderly, kind of. And he was like, um, and he's like, yeah, my, my wife's been out there hitting that doorbell for 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, I would have hit the doorbell once and no one answered. I would have left and gone to the hospital. We're we're past that. We're past the doorbell thing. In 20 minutes, you could have, you could have been to the hospital that you wanted to go to already. (laughs) You know, and it was just one of those stupid things. We're like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, I'm not going to that hospital. And I was like, oh, okay. Well then I can't do anything for you. Press hard three copies. And he was like, okay, I don't, I'm not signing shit. And I was like, okay. That's fine. You don't have to sign anything. And I just put patient refuse to sign. And obviously my partner was there and I marked up on the radio, like patient refuse to sign a, you know, against medical advice. AMA. AMA. We're ready. He's leaving POV. It, We're ready. At 10 bucks. His wife probably took him back home. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Nor do I care. Well, they went, I know they went out of the, our station and they went left, which would have been towards the hospitals, but, but yeah. who, who knows? They could have gone some back way back or whatever. But I was like, I knew that guy from before because I think I might have told the story before. This same asshole, I didn't know this, but we got on the scene of this other call. This was a late night call. Same guy, late night call. We get there. It's a trailer. There's like four people in this trailer, this shitty trailer, and he's having trouble breathing or whatever his fucking bullshit was. And we get there and he's like, da 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 da. And, and I'm like, okay. And he, I was like, well, we're not. We're, you know, he's like, well, I want to go to this hospital. This Hold on. What, what does da, 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 da mean? Well, he, I'm not, the specifics don't matter. Come on, man. He wanted to go to the hospital that was outside of our county. <laughs> he wanted to go to the one that was outside of our county, not in our county. I said, like, yeah, I'll take you down to the right. hospital. And he's like, I was like, no, we got to go to the one in our county, man. Because like, he's like, well, I want to go to this one. And I'm like, and I was like, well, technically, you know, the other one's closer by like a mile. And for people out there listening that, that don't, or that are not in this line of work, that type of shit happens all the time where they, you respond to someone's house for a medical emergency and they want to dictate where you're going to go. Yeah. Or, I want to go to this hospital because I don't like the nurse staff at this one. I don't, I don't, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter what you like. What matters is it's against the law for me to pass a closer facility with the proper capabilities to treat you unless it's absolutely necessary. Like if they're on reroute, or you, have, on, to go, or you, you know, have to go to a special facility, right? Or they, something else. they have no, they're, 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 you know, yeah. Or if you have to go to a specialty facility, yeah. And, uh, it, it's just you know, it happens all the time. It's like, look, if you want to go to a particular hospital, you know, that's on you. I can't take you there. You're going to the closest facility. Well, and that's you the know, thing. What, what like- I do now is one of the things I do now is when they try to play the game because where I work, we have a problem at at this point where the hospitals are so. The ERs especially 
every day are so overcrowded, you know, that most of these ERs are on red or then they're on reroute. And it's just like, you know, if you're not freaking dying, you're going out in the lobby. And it's gotten so bad to where we can take them directly to the lobby if it's if it's a light duty call. Like oh, we used to do that all the time. For, yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean even more so now. And that, that was uh, my favorite that's my favorite thing, like when you take someone on the cot and they're all like, you know, excited. They think they're gonna go straight back. Yeah, and then you take them and you're like and you wheel them out to the yeah. waiting room area, you know? And then they're like and there's all those people out there and they're like uh, they're kind of looking at you like this is weird and you're like, Yeah, it's just where they're telling us to go. Because they heard they heard well, the no, no, now we go in the front door of the ER Oh, uh, we well, would go through the e- the EMS entrance, but just make a right and you go to Trudeau. No, we don't, we don't even get that far. If it's like, you know, we'll call a report. It's like, yeah, this person's going um, straight out front. We're, we're taking them just through the front door. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. They, yeah, it's, gotten, just- it's gotten that bad because uh, the, everything's so overcrowded. And you try to tell, now I'm just like, look, the hospital you want to go to is on reroute. You can't go there even if I wanted to. So, you know, and sometimes I'm stretching the truth a little bit, but I mean, they don't understand it. Like, look, man, legally, I can't go to that farther hospital. Well, I know, also, you, like their, I know you like their fucking pretzels or green jello, jello better. Yeah. But, but dude, I can't pass a proper facility with the proper capabilities. That's closer. That's well, just the way it is. Well, ours was like the way ours was set up is he was kind of in their house. Was place was kind of in the middle. Like, let's say it was eight miles to the hospital he wanted to go to and right. like six or seven miles the other direction, but to the hospital that was in our county. Both same level of facility, both same shit, right? Um, as far as, so care-wise, it didn't make a difference. But And obviously, he would have, the one I told him to go to, the our county hospital was never busy, that, that, the little one. There was, you know, very easily you'd go in there, you'd get a broom, you'd be moved right over to the bed, you'd get worked on and get the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be like our big hospital where it's like, not like that all the time. But he wanted to go and I didn't know this at the time, but he bucked to me like he did on that other call about like, well, I'm, I'm telling you, I want to go. And I was like, yeah, I don't care where you want to go. Uh, you know, I'm, I need to take you here. And, and, and I heard, and he had a son there. It was like 15. We'll say something like that. Well, I didn't hear this until later after the call that he was like, calling me an asshole. Like I found yeah. out later, my partner was like, yeah, do you didn't hear him? And I was like, no, he's like, oh, he's yeah. He, he fucking remember when he was saying that stuff. And then he left the kitchen area where the guy was. And uh, the patient was, and I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, he said, you fucking asshole, or whatever. And I was like, oh, he did? I was like, Danny, I was like, Danny, you got to tell me next time, brother. Next time someone says something about me on the scene, make sure you tell me immediately, because I'll fucking handle that right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you need to tell me that stuff. But he didn't tell me, so I didn't, had nothing to do with that. But anyway, finally, I was like, all right, dude, do you want to sign a refusal? And he's like, no, I want to go to the hospital. I was like, fine. You know what? Fuck, you're such an asshole. I'll take you to the hospital you want to go to. It's a mild difference. I'll take you to the hospital that you want to go to. It's the exact same hospital as the other one, but fine. So, and, and, and now, now the North end of the County won't have a unit for all that time that we're out of the County because we're going to be further away to get, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, we'll do it your way. I was like, fine, whatever. Cause it was like three in the morning. So at some point I just need to figure this out because I want to go back to bed. So we take them all the way up to the hospital. We get to that hospital. We check in with, you know, check in with the nurse there. When we get there, call Straight the out the lobby. they tell us, yeah, they go, they go to the lobby. And so we're like, okay, cool. And we get there and I bring them in on the cot and their lobby is, Packed. And this lobby is like you said, like one of those ones that's like overflowed. They have a cop on duty there from the county, keeping yeah. peace, you know. And so we get there, and uh, and the and you know we get there, and I you know lower the cot down, and I'm like, all right, bud, uh, pick, you know, pick a seat here because there are like four seats there in this one area. I was like, yep, pick a seat, whichever one you want. And he's like, what the fuck, man? And I and I was like, yeah. He's like, you just drop me off out here. I was like, that you heard him. That's where they told me to put you. So that's where you go. I don't have any control of where you go. I just tell them what's wrong with you, and they decide. 
you know, on a triage system where you go. And he goes, he goes, Oh, all right. Well, I, w- I want to go to the other hospital now. Nope. And I was like, not how it works, pimp. I was like, hop off the cot and I'll get you a clipboard. And so, and then now his family's like, you know, and uh, I was like, I told you, you should have gone to the hospital. I told you to go to. And, uh, but whatever you're, you're cool. So go do your thing. So we get off there and then I'm I, I walk for the next eight hours. Well, I walk up to the, I walk up to the, uh, to the charge desk there and there's the, the cops like up there. Like he's just chilling up there talking to her or whatever. And I walk up and he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he reads the back of our shirts, you know, that say what County we're from. And he goes, he goes, God damn blank County. He's like, why the fuck are you guys up here? Like that? Like, cool. It's cool as shit. But like, like, you know, he's, he knows what's up. You know what I mean? Like he, he knows the drill. And I was like, ah, oh, this fucking dick fuck wanted to go all the way up here for whatever. Cause they have better jello or whatever. And he's like, he's like, I don't fucking believe you. Like that. He's like, well, good on you. He's like, I want to take him. I was like, I tried, I tried. And he's laughing. And so the charge nurse is, you know, talking to her and giving her the report. She goes, oh, Hey, do you mind going and telling um, Sally Sue? She's in room exam room one right there. She's actually the one who's triaging and putting them where they need to go. And I go, okay, no problem. And so I go to her and, uh, and I go to this other nurse that's in this room with the computer thing right there. And she, cause the other, she was busy at her station doing something else. So, so I was like, yeah, cool. And they're really cool. They're, they love us up there. So I go to this other nurse and she goes, Hey, what'd you got? And I was like, Hey, we just brought in this guy that she's like a trouble breathing. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, she's like, okay. And I go, I go, Oh shit. She, so she types the stuff in real quick and it, and it puts it on the, you see the list of like people, like it's like 50 or 60 deep of people, right, right? Waiting to be seen. And it pops him in there based on the criteria she put in or whatever. It pops him in like, I don't know, we'll say in the 20 range, right? Like out of the 60 people, she's he's like 20th to be right. seen. And she goes, and, and I go, oh shit, is that all the people waiting to be seen? And she goes, yeah, we're looking like, we have guys with chest pain out there waiting like eight hours right now. Like we are slammed. And I was like, oh shit. And, and he's in here? He's at like 20-ish, like here? She goes, yeah. I go, you do me a favor. She goes, yeah, what's that? I was like, can you, uh, can you move him down to the bottom of the list, please? And she goes, yeah, no problem at all. And she goes, and drags him down to the very bottom. <laughs> and so, cause I was like, yeah, he, this is all bullshit. Like he's fine. He's bullshit. And she goes, no problem at all. And she drags him down and she starts laughing. And I just go, I just go down. I go up to the guy and I was like, Hey, just so you know, uh, he goes, he goes like, here, here, you got, you got, here's your clipboard, sir. You can fill out paperwork and just have someone, you or your wife or your kid or whatever can can drop it off at the desk when you're done. Uh, and just so you know, too, it's looking about eight to 10 hours right now. Have a good day. See ya. You know what I mean? I was like, you have a super day. You have a super probably, night. Whoa. Yeah, that's what he did. He was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah. There. And you know what he did? He probably signed out AMA. Probably. But that, that was it. And then, and then fast forward like years later, you know, the dill hole like comes to our fucking station, rings the doorbell for 20 minutes because he's having a medical emergency, rings the doorbell for 20 minutes. Same and, guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was him and his wife. The kid wasn't there. On the oh, that's one. right. Yeah. So it was just funny because it was one of those calls where it's like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like just being all demanding of EMS, abusing the system. You know, I want to well, go so, here. Cause well, the, some people have that attitude. Like, well, I pay your paycheck, man. Yeah. And they don't understand. You know, like, 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 I, 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 I pay your salary. Yeah. My doctor's at this. My doctor has right I, I to pay my hospital. taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they do all that stupid stuff. So it's just, I don't know, whatever, man. It's one of those things, but it was kind of, that was one of those fun days where it like made you happy to be an EMS <laughs> in a, in a bad way. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, well, fuck this. I just want to clear up something. I just want to clear up something. When I said, uh, you know, maybe if he was drinking that day, then he would have thinned out that blood when you were talking about that. that yeah. 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 The cardiac. Yeah. Nobody do that. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You're joking around, but <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, 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 uh, that, those are all instances I think that we did a good job on that, like talking about how complacency can, because none of those calls that I brought up, all the serious calls I brought up, um, were in my mind going to be serious. 
So you're kind of like going in there like, oh, la, 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 you know, and both times it was pucker factor real quick, you know, when you got oh, and it, 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 you know, and it's, it's not hard to get that way. It, it's not hard at all. I mean, cause you, you get, you get into such a groove and you get so used to certain things. You get so used to running certain types of calls multiple, multiple, multiple times to where you just start to slack off. Yeah. I it, mean, ha- I- it happens to most everybody, and yeah. then you, but you, you got to You got to keep yourself in check. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel, if you feel you're doing that, you know, take a breather. And like you say, keep yourself in check. And I had to, I know in my career now, this is when I was an EMT or take some leave. Yeah. That's what I had to do. I had got out of the business when I was, this is when I was an EMT for like a year. I got out of EMS completely. I kept my cert and everything, but I, but I got out of it and did something else for a career for a little bit, like for a year, maybe not a year. It's like nine months or something like that because I was getting to the point where I just, you know, you get to that, you get burned out, you know? Right. And you gotta, you gotta, it's also sometimes you gotta keep in check it. You know, one of the things that I tell myself all the time is, or a lot of, is, you know what? Would I want somebody responding to my parents' house that was unmotivated, complacent, and just slacking? No. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. And, and you got to remember that's when you're, I mean, granted, there's a lot of calls are, are bullshit, but there's plenty of serious ones out there that this is somebody's mom, dad brother sister loved one yeah you know love one and uh you know it, when it comes down to it i mean their life could be in your hands you know big time so keep it serious you know i mean keep it light keep it serious i mean keep your sense of humor don't get soft yeah exactly and with that man do you have you anything know. else you want to add that's it man all right let's wrap it up dude well uh everybody again thanks for listening we really appreciate it and until next time we will see you next time on paramedics big titties no <laughs> come on dude i gotta edit this shit god damn it. all right come all right. on man I had to do no, it. no. <laughs> yeah you did have to do it all right right and we'll see uh what is it? uh all right well that's it let's wrap it up thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time on paramedics mega foreskin <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, uh, I won't uh, do it again. All right, right, well, this has been another great episode of Paramedics Unscripted. Fuck Kyle. We'll see you next time on Paramedics Unscripted. Uh, Is this like a goddamn...